listener production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Friday, the 1st of April. Investigations are continuing this morning into one of Australia's worst air disasters after five people were killed in a helicopter crash in Victoria. The helicopter left Moorabbin Airport early yesterday morning before picking up four passengers for a business trip. It's believed the helicopter disappeared in clouds before crashing in dense bushland at Mount Disappointment north of Melbourne. He's acting inspector Josh Langlan. The crash is in very difficult terrain. Um, It's uh, in the middle of uh, the forest. There's uh, steep terrain. Uh, The the site itself is... uh, The helicopter's been destroyed uh, and unfortunately um, there were no survivors. Police say the five people killed in the crash ranged in ages from 32 to 73, including a woman and two men from Victoria and two men from New South Wales. A body has been found in floodwaters in northern New South Wales. While the body is yet to be formally identified, police believe it to be that of a missing aged care worker who disappeared near Lismore on Tuesday night. Just weeks after recording record-breaking floods, thousands of residents in the towns of Lismore, Ballina and surrounding areas have again been forced to flee their homes and businesses after more torrential rain. Lismore resident Matt Lewis has told Channel 9 being hit with floods for a second time in just a month is heartbreaking. Massive frustration. It's just, it's starting to rip people's hearts out. Like, I mean, my family are out of Paradenia. They can't even get back to here. So it's just, it's getting too much. While the rain is expected to ease for northern New South Wales over the next few days, the Weather Bureau is now warning residents along Australia's east coast to prepare for hazardous surf and strong winds. And more rain is on the way today for Sydney after the city saw its wettest march on record. The Ukrainian president has issued a direct warning that the evil of war could soon reach Australia. Vladimir Zelensky addressed our parliament yesterday after giving thanks for Australia's support during Russia's invasion. President Zelensky saying Western nations like Australia need to hold Russia accountable. Whatever is happening in our region because of the Russian aggression orders destroying the lives of people has become a real threat to your country and to your people as well because this is the nature of the evil. It can instantly cross any distance, any barriers, destroy lives. Opposition leader Anthony Albanese has committed to fixing Australia's aged care industry in his budget reply speech overnight. If Labor is elected, $2.5 billion will go towards more nurses as well as better food and higher pay for workers. Mr Albanese says no one deserves to be left behind. I believe in dignity and respect for our older Australians, including pensioners who built our nation. I believe... Every Australian deserves a roof over their heads and the doors of opportunity open before them. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to South Australia and police have made the biggest drug bust in the state's history. Police seizing hundreds of kilograms of cocaine and making four arrests. Our reporter, Talisa Bazaz, has the details. 
Good morning, Tash. 416 kilos of cocaine. That's what the Australian Federal Police have stopped from hitting streets across Australia's major cities. AFP Assistant Commissioner Peter Harvey says the drugs were dropped off at a predetermined deep water location off the York Peninsula. It's an investigation that's been well underway since uh, mid-March. It will be alleged that the drug shipment was smuggled into Australia on a a bulk cargo carrier. Sheer volume of uh, drugs that have been seized is a clear indication that the hauls not just for South Australia, but more than likely destined for all the major cities in the country. Following an ocean search, the drugs were located. Police say they have a street value of $250 million. Four Filipino nationals have so far been arrested. To New South Wales now and thousands of nurses and midwives who yesterday walked off the job say their industrial action will continue until they get better pay and working conditions. The frontline employees say lives are now at risk if they don't get better staff to patient ratios. Our reporter Sasha Barbagat has the details from Sydney. New South Wales hospitals are bracing for more disruptions in the months ahead, Tash, with our nurses and midwives not backing down anytime soon. This emergency nurse telling Seven they are crying for help, but the government won't listen. I'm angry. I'm angry that we have to leave our post to come out here. This is an extreme last resort from us. This is a cry for help. We are in crisis and they are not listening. People are dying because we don't have the time or the nursing hours to go see them. The union is demanding a 4.75% pay rise and the implementation of nurse-to-patient ratios. It doesn't look like the state government is planning on coming to the table on the second issue, though. The health department arguing it doesn't allow as much flexibility on shifts. But word is, it is willing to consider calls for a pay rise and will look at boosting nursing numbers in emergency and ICU wards. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. Scott, good morning. Now, despite all the bad news at the moment from both overseas and across the country, the stock market is defying the odds with great news for investors with the ASX gaining 6.4% in March and now in positive territory for 2022. Tash, good morning. Yeah, a really good news story, which have been few and far between over the last couple of months, let's be honest. And it does come down a lot to Australia's mining and resources. The rest of the world's going to turn in a negative quarter, most of the rest of the world anyway, for the first quarter. Many retail consumer stocks are still in the doldrums. But because of our preponderance of mining and resources companies, we've actually done pretty well, up 6.4%, as you say, for the month of March, which is extraordinary when you think the average annual return is close to about 10%. So two-thirds of that is lovely. But we're only just creeping back into positive territory because January and February were tough. Still, we'll take it, and it's good news for investors, as you say. And, Scott, this is an extraordinary story. The hits just keep on coming for Star Entertainment with reports that one gambler purchased up to $1.7 billion worth of chips over five years without any scrutiny. It beggars belief, doesn't it? I, I read the number twice and three times. I thought, surely five years still long enough. So you think about that. And, yeah, apparently used multiple passports. The casino allegedly, and this is all inquiry evidence, so we probably should throw a few allegedly's around, uh, they didn't ask or investigate the source of the funds or why this particular gambler was using more than one different passport with different names on it. Uh, it, it does reasonably suggest that maybe the controls weren't as tight as they might have been at Star. And as you say, the, this inquiry, just revelation after revelation, so soon after the Crown one as well. Uh, good news the regulators looking at, but you do wonder what was going on in Casino Land over the past few years. Yeah, 100%. And Scott, also this morning, Qantas has unveiled its strategy to be carbon neutral by 2020. 
Yeah, this is pretty cool too, i got to say. Look, you know, I mean, putting planes in the air is very fossil fuel intensive. We all know that. Uh, Qantas had previously said it was going to be carbon neutral by 2050, but hadn't really outlined those plans. They're now saying the first step is to reduce carbon emissions by 25% by the end of this decade. Now, that still leaves them a long way to go, and they're relying on a few different things. They want better biofuels, effectively less polluting fuels. They are going to try and find more efficient aircraft and, of course, be an active participant in that carbon uh, certificate, you know, the kind of carbon credits market, basically offsetting the emissions they're going to uh, you know, obviously need to make uh, to put planes in the air. It's a big plan. Alan Joyce basically saying the first thing is he wanted, obviously, travellers to know what was going on. Secondly, he knows there's not a big enough market for any of these things just yet. There's simply not enough demand for biofuels and there's not enough commitment to this carbon credit market. So Qantas hoping by putting a, a line in the sand, a stake in the sand and saying, yep, we want these things, we're going to invest in these things and use these things, it might help the supply come to market as well because without that, Qantas can't meet that that's a commitment. Happy Friday. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Tash. You too. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, in the NRL last night, it was heartbreak for the Tigers and ecstasy for the Titans in a low-scoring nail-biter. Yes, good morning, Tash. That's right. Uh, it was a dour contest, peppered with penalties and errors right up until the end when uh, Toby Sexton's bomb hit the post. It came off Jock Madden, unfortunately fumbled the ball. AJ Brimson touchdown for the only try of the match. The Titans getting the win. Eight points to six. Let's hear from their coach, first of all, in Justin Holbrook. It's great. We expected a really tough game. We obviously got that tonight and to come up with, find a way to win at the end. You know, I couldn't be happier or prouder of the boys tonight. So that means the Tigers remain the only winless side in the NRL uh, so far. Dating back to last year, they've now lost seven in a row, but their coach, Michael Maguire, isn't worried about his future. Just focus coaching my players next week and you know, turn up ready to go again. And that's that's how you achieve the way you're talking about. That's that's the key. And says he's still enjoying coaching that club. In tonight's double header, we've got the Sharks against the Knights. Caelan Ponga back for Newcastle before the Panthers and the Bunnies blockbuster, a grand final rematch, Tash. Cannot wait. And to the AFL now, Brett, the Bulldogs are finally on the board, getting their first win of the season over the Swans last night. Yeah, a bit like the NRL, it wasn't pretty. Inaccuracy almost cost the Bulldogs. They largely held the, the Swans at bay for most of the match, but because of their wayward kicking in front of the big sticks, it invited the Swans back into the contest. Cody Waitman kicked three goals, which was huge in a, in a low-scoring game. There was only nine kick for the match for the Bulldogs and Marcus Bontempelli, the sealer in the end. Uh, Tim English was the dominant player on the ground. The Dogs Ruckman, 24 disposals, eight marks and 12 score invo- involvements. And his coach, Luke Beveridge, says that's a great sign for the future. Yeah, I thought Tim, you know, he's, he's had some games where he's had some tremendous influence, but I thought he was dominant tonight, and that's important for him and us. And the Swans perhaps a little bit flat after Buddy uh, Franklin's epic night last weekend kicking his 1,000th goal. Yeah, we love the word epic. Uh, Brett on a Friday and Pakistan pulled off an epic run chase to level the one-day series with Australia at one all. Yeah, they certainly did. Uh, Australia batting first. Ben McDermott getting his first century in one-day internationals. Set them 349 to chase down. That is a mammoth target in one-day international cricket. But the home side got there. Batters paradise uh, with an over to spare. And, of course, we've got the women's side gearing up for Sunday's World Cup final against England. And it would cap a remarkable tournament we are yet to lose. And hopefully that doesn't start in the final because uh, we've certainly been the team to beat throughout the whole event. Yeah, no bias there. Good to see. Thanks so much, Brett. Thank you, Tash. 
And vintage baby names are about to make a major comeback. Celeste, Vivian, Gwendolyn, Rupert, Woodrow and Archibald are all tipped to return as some of the most popular baby names for 2022. Experts believe the choice of the more traditional names is being influenced by the popularity of historical dramas, including Bridgerton, The Crown and Downton Abbey. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda. In your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning, you can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and a lovely weekend. Stay safe and we'll see you bright and early on Monday. Listener.